Mind Gap Podcast. Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. I'm Doug. I'm Justin. And Doug, what book series, what book or series do you wish you could live in? Oh. I'm coming in hot with the questions tonight. It's like, not which one is the coolest. It's like, which one do you want to live in? Because some of these universes suck. Bingo. You're like, this is a very entertaining universe, but in no way, shape, or form do I Am want I to live Am I just me in this universe? Yeah. Just plain old Doug? Yep. It's just you. Oh, boy. We're going to cross Harry Potter off the list. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, you get, you're, if you in there, you're a muggle. Cross, cross that out. Cross out Dark Tower. That's no fun, because that means everything in Stephen King's universe is real. <laughs> right. And it's just going to kill you. Nope. Uh, <laughs> Game of Thrones would suck. Yep. Um, the Witcher would suck. <laughs> um, See, the thing is, it's hard to say if you're not you. It that's a hard caveat because, like, there's so many. Everything varies. Like, if I could just say you, you have magic. Stop. Like, does that change things? Because each one's like, magic is a little different. Like, right. I feel like there's so many. Because different... a lot of these universes would still suck to live in. Like, you know, 100%. take The Witcher, for example. Um, even if you are a Witcher, your life fucking sucks, man. <laughs> You're hunting monsters, right. drinking poisonous potions. Right. You know, basically trying to <laughs> hunt shit to survive as a mercenary. That's no fun. No. That's no good. I mean, you could drop loads and not worry about people getting pregnant. But, I mean, you know, that's a small bonus to everything else you got to do, you know? Yeah. Uh, Harry Potter, it's just like, I don't know, you got a world where people have this endless magic, but they still use owls to transport stuff, which seems weird to me, transport messages. <laughs> Plus there's like, listen, we've got plenty of racism as is, but there's a heat ton of racism over there with bloodlines and shit like that. That's no good. Uh, let me see over, let me check over here. What, what other we got here? Well, I'm um, also going to amend this because it said book or series, but I'm going to take that to mean TV series too. Hmm. I'm going to open Same that man. up. You would want to live in the fucking Sandman universe? Yeah, as a regular guy? That knowing sounds that my horrible. dreams are actually real. What? I'm an a- I'm an average guy. Nothing's going to happen to me, you know? Okay, yeah. What about book 5? <laughs> what about book 5? Isn't that the diner? No, that's book 1. <laughs> Wait, that happens in book 1? Dude, that happened in the show. <laughs> yeah, but I thought they jumped ahead. I thought they borrowed no. from different vo- Oh, interesting. Okay. No, they did book 1 and book 2. In the, in the series. For some reason, I thought yeah. they, they jumped ahead and borrowed from, was, from future I was stories. like, book five, that one's probably my least favorite of all of them. <laughs> right, so what about it, Doug? <laughs> it involves one woman going to a, to a fantasy land. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm not in that one. <laughs> Where are you in that, Doug? <laughs> doing what I'm doing right now, doing a podcast <laughs> with you. <laughs> so, oh, it sounds like a typical Monday. I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know. Like, because that's kind of the caveat. <laughs> it's like, when you're like, wow, I want to live in the Marvel universe. Not as a regular guy, you don't. Right. Because then, like, <laughs> aliens sucks. are just fucking coming through at you. We talked about that. <laughs> the yep. whole segment of, like, why it's the worst universe to live in. You know, like, Star Wars? That's, yeah. I mean, I guess to some degree, but it's like, uh, Empire's either, like, keeping you down or right. you're, you're working for, like, some <laughs> space gang. Well, and that's the thing. Or you're Do just a like a, you're a moisture farmer. Like, 
There's nothing Wait, unless you're part of the story. You're, there's nothing special about that fucking. Here's world. the thing. I'm you're not just a asking for this. I'm not asking for this, but where's the average middle class person in the Star Wars universe? Like, what's their life like? Right. I <laughs> think know? it's Uncle Owen. No, see, that, 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 that's, I mean, kind of, but I'm like, well, I'm talking about the, the middle class, like, office worker. You know, I guess we kind of <laughs> see it if you watch, if you watch um, fucking Andor. Okay. There's a yeah. guy that basically gets, like, a corporate job that looks fucking miserable. <laughs> What was the, what like, was here the... you go, sit in this giant cubicle and process things. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> Wait, well, that was Andor. Mm-hmm. I thought that was, uh, that wasn't the Mandalorian season three. I didn't watch Mandalorian season three. So then I it had to have been you. Andor. There you go. Yeah. So did you watch Andor? No, not yet. <laughs> okay. It's like, wait, then how did you know what I was referencing? Well, maybe I watched the first episode. I thought... There might have been a similar storyline then. Was that Mandalorian? I don't know. Now I'm very confused. I love you so much. What universe would you live in? <laughs> but obviously not the one I'm currently in because I'm not even present here. Like, no, this is real. I don't know where I am right now. I've, I think what it is is I try to consume way too much and it all bleeds mm-hmm. together. That's that's yeah. my that's my big problem. Um, what universe would I live in? I don't know, man. Uh, I, I do think the... Uh, I think the Harry Potter universe would be fun, but only if I had magic. I could deal with the owls, but if I was a muggle in that universe, fuck that. Well, here's the thing. Are you a muggle and you just don't know about it, right? Mm-hmm. You don't even know it exists. Like, what What a horrible... Like, I choose Harry Potter. You're like, you're one, you're one of the right. humans that doesn't even know magic exists. We could be Woo! in the Harry Potter universe right now, and we do not know because we're muggles. That's why. That's my problem with this. It's like we, there's so many caveats you have to take this question. It's like you're just a regular guy. I'm like, well, Harry Potter sucks if you know there's magic right. and you don't have it, or if you don't have it and you don't know about it, you're just living your life. Well, I think the Fantastic Beast film have uh, established that non uh, non magic users can somehow wield magic. Now, don't they give a wand to uh, to the big guy? The comic, yeah, relief. but like he's, I don't know, is he, I don't know, I've forgotten those movies so much. Is he like know. a rarity or some shit? I don't Who know. Who fucking knows? I don't know. He's in yeah. love with the, he's in love with a witch, and that's why he's, he's in love with the witch. Do 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 do. Gonna give him that magic. Do 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 do. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I'm I, going to a you know what dirty place. I'm I'd like stop. to, I'd like to live in it would be the mm. Fast and the Furious universe. Oh my god. I want, I want my car going <laughs> to space, baby. Here's the thing. Give it to Jane. You're not a main character. You're shit. You're on the. You're on the. Just commuting to work. I'm just fucking tank. I'm just someone sitting in traffic. (laughs) And they just (laughs) cars are going by me. And if you're lucky, that's what happens. If you're unlucky, a fucking helicopter that's pulling a fucking sports car (laughs) behind it swings by you on a bridge and knocks you off. I work. Oh no! The worst job in that universe would be a claims adjuster. Oh, okay. I think. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. You're telling me what happened when you were on the 405? It's got to be better than the Marvel Universe, though, because that shit happens everywhere all the time. At least right. there, it's like, this keeps happening with a select group of people, you in, know? In a, in a parent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Still bad, but, <laughs> you know, that's. Yeah. yeah. I tell you, one of the worst ones would be like the Alien franchise. <laughs> that yeah. universe would suck because either you're an average guy working for some shitty like soul-sucking corporation, or you're getting just destroyed by aliens. <laughs> it's no good, man. Or yeah. you're a fucking space marine who gets destroyed by aliens. <laughs> well, I was going to say the uh, the other one would be the John Wick universe. 
Oh my god! If you're just again, if you're just a bystander, that John Wick Four, especially like, yeah, you're in Paris and just in the middle of that big roundabout in Paris, there's oh. just an absolute all-out gun war. It just happens everywhere all the time. Yeah, absolute nightmare. Just yeah. pure it, and. <laughs> one might argue that living in America is very similar to living in John Wick right now. Yeah. It's just like most conspiracy theories. Like it's not as cool as you think it'd be. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're like, oh. yeah, the movie makes it. The movie preferred the movie. The truth. The truth is way less interesting than a conspiracy theory. Right. <laughs> conspiracy theories way more interesting. I would like to live in the universe of Office Space. There you go. I feel like I currently. Oh do. wait, you're like, well, you'd rule that place. That's for sure. You have yeah. all the tips and tricks on how to navigate that. <laughs> In the comments of any of the video of the short, if this gets made into one in our Discord, wherever you want, let us know what universe, what book or series, what universe, fictional universe, would you like to live in and why? That's right. Do you agree with ours? Do you disagree? If you disagree, you'll probably tell us why, and that's cool. Yeah. We love it. That's cool. We'll hear about it. cool. Yeah. We'll hear about it from Rusty. That's for sure. Uh, (laughs) Rusty! Rusty! Uh, Real quick, uh, Justin and I are changing up the format a little bit of what we're doing. So you're going to see, notice some changes. We're going to go, episode's going to be a little bit shorter, uh, and we're going to uh, have some games and things like that. We're looking to have a lot of fun. We're also... um, you know, doing some stuff behind the scenes. We're going to looking to uh, generate some more content, some more fun stuff, more to come on that. But just as a reminder, I do host a video game stream on Fridays at 8 p.m. Central right here, youtube.com slash podcast. Please come by and check that out. It's always exciting. It's fun. Last week was Escape the Backrooms. I was hoping it'd be more scary. Uh, there were some scary moments, but the puzzles uh, bogged us down. Really? To the point where it was a slog. Uh, I got a couple good moments. If you're watching this on Friday, hopefully they would have been released already. Uh, but in general, I was like, huh, this is probably not a fun streaming experience for anybody watching us fumble around and, f- and not get past some puzzles. So Interesting. Uh, okay. thanks to everyone who showed up. Appreciate you. But uh, I think we're going to do Ultimate Chicken Horse this Friday. So that should be fun. It seems to always platformer. be a winner. Yeah, a platformer that you create and try to survive and hope that no one else survives. It's it's a lot of fun. We're always going to have a good time. So please check that out. Check the link in the description for uh, Discord server. Join the family there as well as Patreon and Redbubble, our merch. Check all that stuff out and uh, have some fun. Have yeah. some fun and, with us. Be cool And now us. we're going to pause for a brief ad break. There we go. Justin, pick a number between one and four. Four. Okay, here we go. Uh, let's get let's do this ad. Here we are. Um, where did all these horse sticks come from? This question is what you'll be yelling once you yeehaw over to Chow's Chalk House. The H O is silent, and you'll never guess which one. We got big horse hogs, massive stallion schlongs, gigantic weanling wieners, and yes. We got Colt 45 inches, that is. Pew, pew, pew. So why don't you come <laughs> on in and wet your willy and some of these pony hogs. Damn it, I put the hog in the carpet twice. I couldn't come up with another word for it. Shit. Now, in 10 sizes, colors, shapes, and textures, Charles Chuck House. When you're horse, you're horny. So, Doug, last week... We talked about George Carlin 
and uh, how the Dudesy podcast did uh, did a, an entire hour long stand up special in the vein of George Carlin. The, no, the story it was an went, imitation of George Carlin, Justin. I need you to get these facts right because I know you're on a holier than thou crusade about this, and I need you to get it straight. Oh, uh, you know how I have a Doug hates stuff thing. I should have made a Justin is Justin is Justin's half. over Doug. Just, sound bite. <laughs> <laughs> Justin's got a rager. Um, <laughs> so the story went that you know they the uh, the the dudes the AI consumed all of Carlin's material and generated an hour-long special uh, with an impression. It's its own impression of George Carlin. And uh, they released it and made it very clear at the very top of the show that, you know, this is, I'm Dudesy, I'm an AI. Uh, this is not George Carlin. This is my impression. Similar to how someone would do a normal, a regular comedian would do an impression. Blah, 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 blah. Um, they released it on the podcast. They talked about it. Uh, Chad thought it was interesting Will, I think, was pretty against it. Uh, and, you know, it sparked some, some controversy and some conversation happening. Well, the New York Times released an article. Uh, and you've probably, I mean, everyone's writing about it now. But George Carlin's estate sues podcasters over AI episode. The lawsuit claims that an hour-long comedy special on YouTube violated Carlin's copyright. So I want to start by just saying, Doug, in general... What are your thoughts on the Carlin estate suing over this? Before it makes sense. Before we dive into the details. It makes sense because um, I think this has to happen. You know, like as this stuff is taking place because uh, Doozy didn't ask permission to do this, right? And it sounds an awful lot like George Carlin. And while Doozy, you know, supposedly isn't making any money off of it um, because they didn't monetize the special or anything like that, I could see how that estate would not want that out there. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. it's, um, while I think the intention was good, um, I do think it's up to, I think this is a worthwhile discussion to have in the court of law. We got to have these conversations. We got to start having them now. We're going to have them as often as possible because um, if you don't sue, people are like, well, I guess it's okay. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we've we've got we've got to have this conversation, and and the the courts need to get involved over this sort of stuff now to determine whether or not this is something that can or should be happening moving forward. So I'm not surprised. I was actually surprised it didn't happen sooner, even though it's only been a couple of weeks. I right. I was shocked. Like when it came out, it wasn't like instantaneous. Like but I'm immediate. sure, yeah, getting lawyers and things like that, and trying to like. I'm sure the the lawyers were like, "Okay, this is a new thing. We got to figure out what we're doing." What are um, the precedents? Yeah, yeah. Because it's interesting because it's saying, you know, again, I'm not a lawyer. You're not a lawyer, allegedly. You know, we have to say that. <laughs> <laughs> you can't prove it. Yeah. Um, it you know is this a violation of of copyright? You know what I mean? Because <clears throat> it's an imitation, right? And it sounds like George Carlin. It admits it's not George Carlin, right? Is, and that's what's so fascinating about this for me from like a legal standpoint is I'm like, I don't know how to fucking figure this shit out. So, yeah, let's go to court and let's fucking argue this case and let's figure out what's what because I don't fucking know. Yeah. Well, I think what's interesting is that, and I didn't realize, but there has been, uh, it, last July, uh, Sarah Silverman joined a class action lawsuit against OpenAI and another against Meta, accusing them of copyright infringement by using her work to train their AI models. And then there's a bunch of novelists like John Grisham, 
uh, Jonathan Franzen, uh, Ellen Hildebrand, they filed a similar lawsuit. Um, again, the same thing. They were like, you're, you're using the, our works to train your AI. And I think I was thinking about this and I think the difference to me, <clears throat> because some people make the argument, well, you've put your things out there, right? You've made it public. These, these works are now public. Anyone can consume them. So how are you claiming copyright on these things? Now, I would argue that they put them out there for entertainment consumption. What these companies are doing is they're using the works as data points to create something new, essentially based on them. And I think that's where the copyright infringement starts to rear its head or the argument for copyright infringement starts to rear its head. It's not, it's not being used with the same intent that it was released. Yeah, it's interesting. So I, I'm all for like Sarah Silverman and those authors going after OpenAI because OpenAI is training their large language models ba with their work without their permission. Right. And people are able to use it to create derivatives of their work, specifically saying like, pretend you're Sarah Silverman, write me a, a joke, or pretend right. you're John Grisham, <laughs> write me a, a one-minute whatever on whatever. And it because it's consumed that content without their permission – I mean, we've seen that with the images. People are like, make me an image based on this artist and it can produce it. Absolutely. And people are like, what the fuck? Like, it, you, because that's my thing is like, it really comes down to permission. Like, if obviously if George Collins' estate had approved this, we wouldn't even be having this conversation because this thing wouldn't be an issue. Right. I think what's, because also you have to consider, um, this is the other part of, of copyright is, you know, even if like it's, there's no money being made, the artist still has the right to be like, no, I don't want this made. You know, like the Beastie Boys are notorious about not letting their music be used right. in commercial stuff. Like they, there was a, an ad um, a couple years ago. It was for like some engineering, it was like an ad for girls to get into engineering and they used the song Girls by uh, uh, Beastie Boys. Sure. Like they re repurposed it to be like girls like can do anything, girls, whatever. And like Beastie Boys sued them. And they're like, they're like, we're not like, this is like a positive thing. They're like, I know the, the, one of the men, the, the member that died said he did not want this stuff being used in this way. We're respecting his wishes. No, they're like, we'll pay you. They're like, no, we did. You, you got to remove this song. Like right. we don't want it to be used. The artist has the right to decide whether or not to do that. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this is what this is, is like George Collins estate isn't interested in money. No. They're like, George Collins <laughs> dead. Um, and we, we don't want some computer program trying to replicate him and his work and stuff like that. That's just, that's just not what we want. So exactly. Yeah. Um, Cause so yeah, no, this is extent, no different yeah. than typing to chat GPT, write me an hour, write me a stand up set that sounds like George Carlin. The only way yeah. it can do that is by consuming Carlin data or information. Mm -hmm. So you're using, you're using some, some piece of art to input data so that something mm -hmm. else can be output based on that art. And that, I mean, mm -hmm. to me, that's a cut and dry I guys see why this this lawsuit has legs. To me, to me, it makes 100%. a lot of sense. Now, the other thing that I thought was very interesting about this, and this is where I really would love to Here dive go. in with Here you. Here we go. Here it goes. <clears throat> he's put, he's putting on his robe. He's getting Dead. on his he's getting out his cross and his sword. He's like, "Here comes the crusade." Right. Danielle Dell, spokeswoman for Sasso. Hold on, I can't do it with that. Um, <laughs> she said that Dudezy is not actually an AI. <gasps> what? It's I a have fictional. plantar fasciitis. 
He says, quote, it's a fictional podcast character created by two human beings, Will Sasso and Chad Kultkin. Is that it? Kulchin. Kulchin. Uh, Del wrote in an email, uh, the YouTube video, I'm Glad I'm Dead, was completely written by Chad. So, this blows out if you've listened to the podcast for a while. <laughs> anytime we talk about Dudesy, Doug and I have switched. Doug was like... <laughs> I choose to believe it's real, it. man. It's yeah. real. <laughs> Doug, usually the pragmatic, practical one, and I, usually the oh man, anything's possible if you believe hard enough. We switched, and Doug's like, "This podcast, it's fucking awesome. It's real, and I'm into it." And I'm like, "Something smells like fucking dead fish here. I don't, I don't like it. I don't like how this. I don't like how this sounds, feels, smells, tastes, anything. I don't like how it touches me." And uh, I don't know. Bullshit. It sounds. Uh, it sounds like I might have been right there, Dougie. So here's the thing. I'm still skeptical. <laughs> Here's here's what I think about it. And this is based on anecdotal stuff that I've witnessed from watching and listening to the show. Okay. Is Dudesy real or not? I don't know. Okay? Because I know. Top-notch top investigative work. I know, I don't know. I, I'm just asking questions. I might as well work for Fox News. I, don't, I mean, what, what, I'm just asking questions. I'm just asking questions. Um, the sheer... Wonder and surprise that both of those guys have whenever Dudesy pulls something out. I just, I, when Will reads these these bits he's supposed to read, he can barely keep it together. Like he is, um, when they show the uh, Tom Hanks movies trailers from these things, they're losing their minds. In fairness, I don't have an answer to how those are created unless, again, right. unless someone is right. typing in prompts because we've seen AI create. Mm-hmm. I, this is why I very much think that it is a producer who's behind the scenes. Like these two may have mm-hmm. created it, but I think sure. there are producers pulling the strings. They are right. very unaware of everything, and right. there's producers crafting this for them. So I think it's it's when you read this quote, I feel like there's some things that could be taken out of context. And that's like it's a fictional podcast character, right? Because AI isn't real. Obviously, it's fictional, <laughs> created by two human beings. Obviously. AI as it stands needs a learning language, a large language model, so it can't it's it has to be created by humans. And the YouTube video I'm glad I'm dead is completely written by Chad Colchin. I find that to be a very strange thing to say. Because unless it means that Chad helped the AI build the hour, mm-hmm. I don't think Chad wrote that. I don't think he I don't think he wrote is he a the comedian? fucking He's a writer, but he's not a stand-up. He's not a comedian in that mm. regard. Like, he's written some screenplays and shit like that. He's not a fucking... There's no way. Like, I don't believe for a second he could have written that hour. Like, no way. Um, I like the guy, but I don't think he's that talented, you know? <laughs> um, now, he is absolutely 100% into AI, and he explains how it would be possible to create this... AI version of George Carlin, the special. I mean, he gives you specifics. Like he goes, this is so easy to do. Anybody could do this. Here's what you do. And for like two and a half minutes, he describes the process. And when he's done, Will goes, yeah, anybody just do what he just said. And you could do this because it sounds insane. (laughs) But if you're in the know, so I have no doubt that Chad has like the interest and kind of the industry knowledge to have people put stuff like this together. But I also read another article that they signed an NDA that they cannot disclose which AI company they're working with. So 
obviously there's some sort of AI company that's putting this stuff out there that's generating this stuff and things like sure. that. Yeah, I, I, I'm not, I'm, I don't doubt there is AI involved yeah. with the process. I think that's... Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, and listen, for them to just to, for them to hand over their passwords and say, "Here you go, here's all my yeah. things," and then some AI program is just like, "All right, I'm gonna craft a whole fucking podcast for you, top to bottom, T to B." I listen. I'll also concede. Uh, there's definitely a producer in that room with them that knows when to press what. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, obviously there is um, in that regard, but. I don't think this is straight up like, listen, also, you know what this is? This is fucking damage control. <laughs> well, that's true, too, right? This is damage control to be like, dude, he's not real. Two people made it up. It's not a real thing. It's totally cool. Like, this is totally because also spokesperson for Chad Colchin did not respond for comment, you know? So very true. Very true. He and Del declined to comment about whether the Carlin sounding voice was generated by AI. There's mysteries here that need to play out in court. You know what I mean? There is. And there's, I'll, I'll say this, there's a, there's an element of, we don't know. And there's an element, definitely like you said, of damage control where they're just like, we need yes. to deny and not say anything <laughs> until, until the judge's gavel comes down and this case opens up. Like it's, yeah, I get it. I get why there's so much. Well, it's also literally like the 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 lawyer for the Carlin State says we don't know what they're saying to be true. Right. What we we what we will know is that they will be deposed. They will produce documents, and there will be evidence that shows one way or another how the show was created. Right. So now, whether or not that information is is then provided to the public, I don't know. Because that's I don't know if I don't know how this shit works. I know sometimes documents and shit like that is sealed, depositions, whatever. I have no clue. I'm saying legal words, you know, but. <laughs> Grand juries, you know? Yeah. Jurisprudence, you know? You know, whoever, you know, look, objection. Starry, all starry I have to ISIS, say. you know? Starry ISIS. Starry de- decisis. I forget what it's called. Starry ISIS. Starry. Starry, de- starry decisis. There we go. All right. Yep. That sounds right go. to me. The legal principle of determining points in litigation according to precedent. A doctrine of starry decisis. St- Starry decisis. Eat my butt. That's right, baby. Business law. Two semesters. Starry decisis sounds like a, a VD you would get in the world of Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. That sounds like a really like. Yeah, that sounds yeah. like a bad curse. You're right. Starry decisis. Uh oh. Oh, Harry, I have starry decisis. Like, uh. Did you get the shot shit. for it? Uh. Only the only the chosen one can cure me of it. Will you help me, Harry? Please. Pass. <laughs> I uh, was like, pass. uh I don't so, remember any of the other spells. Uh, so with everything that has come out on this, I mean you were there was a lot of interest on your part when mm-hmm. when we when this when it happened and you sent it to me and we were like, what the fuck? We talked about it. With this lawsuit, with you know some of the potential revelations and everything, d- does your stance change at all on like whether or not this is a good thing? Be, AI being able to recreate this kind of stuff, do you still see it as a tool? Do you still do you see it as possibly a step too far, and we need to reel it back? Um, I'm a lawful good guy, so uh, I'm I, I like I said, I'm glad. This is being taken to the court because the more of this shit needs to happen because we need to create boundaries right. for how we play. And right now, we don't have those boundaries. So I'm very glad that some starry decisis elements are being 
created here. Between right now, it's happening. History is being made. Um, I think uh, I'm glad people are pushing the boundaries on this because it's interesting to see what's possible. I think we're testing stuff in weird places, though. Like to be like, you know what we ought to do? A George Carlin special. Why? I don't know. Let's just see if we can. Right. It's like, (laughs) okay. Because I really would love another hour of his material. I want to know what he thinks about Taylor Swift, you know? Like, like, okay. That is a great point, though. Like, what, why this specific thing? Why did this specific thing happen? I mean, pick someone someone who's dead that's in public domain, you know? Like, I mean, who do we. We always list who's in public domain. You know what? That's the new thing. That's the new thing. Moving forward, we're going to be like, what is the copyright like like expiration on on people's lives so that we can then recreate them in AI? Is any comedian in public (laughs) domain? It's a weird question to ask. Ten notable comedies. Yeah. Yeah. See, this isn't a thing yet. This is what's going to happen. And copyright law. Ooh, this was a 2014 article. Stand-up comedians and copyright law. Who gets the laugh? Last laugh off the website. The legal geeks. I'm sure this <laughs> hey, is 100 percent true. They're nerds uh, about law. They reference the Joe Rogan versus Carlos Mencia feud. So we're dating ourselves here. Uh, let's see. This is not what we're looking for, Justin. Some comedians have uh, decided to assert legal rights over, uh, for example, Abbott and Costello copyrighted their famous who's on first routine. Foxworthy. Oh, they're talking copyright about copyright material. jokes. Yeah, yeah, not someone's personality. So really, this is the next frontier for those. Like, this could absolutely open up that argument, though. Right, because I, I, L- I can see a road, future. This could happen. I could see a future where someone goes, once someone dies, what is the amount of years in which mm-hmm. their likeness and everything is whatever, and then it's like, they're in the public domain now, we can use them. Yeah. A mil- yeah, a million percent. Why not do... Sh- uh, I was like, well, people don't know who Shakespeare sounds like or anything like that. You know, like pick... Uh, I don't know. Who's uh, who's some... Abe Vigoda. There we go. Everyone was obsessed about him years ago Absolutely, when he was alive. Yeah. You know, let's do him. Is I don't think his... I don't think it's past the threshold, though. No. It's 90 well, you years know post be a, death, a really, right? a really one that we'd all know would be Adolf Hitler. You know, we could just see if we could... Uh... You just <laughs> talk about... I'm just thinking of him hosting an hour-long stand special. Ah! That would be miserable. Do you know what I think about Taylor Swift? I have to say. Why are you not laughing at me? <laughs> Laugh with me, not at me. I'm so tired of being the butt, the butt of all these jokes. I don't like it, you know. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. No, that would not... Uh, I don't know. Probably wouldn't, probably wouldn't play well. I, I don't know. play well, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, but the, being said is that... Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I guess this is probably the best way to get attention on what's possible. But um, I don't know. Find people that are willing to do this. How about that? Like, let's start there. <laughs> There's another thing. Absolutely. There's got to be comedians out there who are like, yeah, I'm fucking interested in this. Go ahead and use my shit. Right. Like, <clears throat> I, I'm willing or to bet you could find people that are willing to do that. Reach out to deceased comedians estates and see if any one of them, which I still say is a little dicey because that's the people speaking on behalf of the comedian, not the comedian themselves. But that's better than just being like, it's better. We're going to win 100%. It, you know? Yes. I, I agree. Yeah. It's better. Because in my opinion, like, the, I mean, it's, it's similar in the same vein of like doing a biopic, right? On someone who's no longer around. I mean, and you're like, that's an you know, interesting, you, that's an interesting take. Like, is that, yeah. Is that the same? 
I think it's pretty similar. I'm welcome all responses and comments, Rusty. Looking at you, buddy. Um, and of like you know, because you know you had Bohemian Rhapsody, Elvis, right? Those are the only two biopics that ever existed. <laughs> uh, you know, you had to consult Chaplin. The Chaplin. You had to consult the estate at some point. You know, um, <clears throat> to see like how to get the story, how to make sure you were right. you know doing whatever. Uh, what was it? Um, fucking Rocket Raccoon did. Uh, one on Leonard Bernstein recently, Bradley Cooper. Um, I'm like, I know people the for their characters. All right, fuck are you talking Raccoon. about? Is this, was know? this part of the Christmas special? I don't remember this part. <laughs> but he did. Uh, what was it? Um, is it Maestro? It's Maestro. Is that what it's called? Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. he did. He worked right. on that for years with the estate. The big controversy that he had a prosthetic nose. And people were like, it's anti-Semitic. He's like, the family signed off on it. Right. It's cool. Also, the fact that he looks like a dead ringer for burn the for 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 Lenny. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So, but like, in, in the perfect example of that, like he had to consult with the estate to how he looked and everything mm-hmm. like that. He got their approval. What if someone did the same thing? Sure. With an AI thing to be like, hey, look, we're really looking to advance this. We want to do this, and the the family, the estate, can also set the terms for what's created. I don't think anyone wants an hour long comedy special. From you know, from uh, right now, from that stuff, maybe they do. I don't know, but maybe they're like, "Hey, I'd love to get five to ten minutes of you know this person or whatever." Yeah. Like to to assess <clears throat> because I think there is some validity in being like, "How accurate can we get this?" You know, to have something study past interviews, specials, sure. all this sort of stuff, and then come together and be like, "I want it to generate something in the vein, so it can at least sound as close as possible to this person." Um, now, ultimate purpose of this. Don't know. That's what I was going to say. To what end? Like To, to what, what end? To what end is all of this happening? Because I don't... Couldn't tell you. Like, we we should we should be able to do it and research it. Why? I just want to know why. What is the what is the goal for doing something like this? Because doing an hour-long special as Carlin is just a weird flex. That's really all it is. Like, I yeah. did it. Okay, who did this benefit? No one. Great. I, yeah. It just seems odd. It seems like a very weird flex. It's weird because I'm like, with its ability to essentially create, because I mean, they could just create somebody. Doesn't have to be anybody we know. You know, I mean, George AI George Carlin made a joke about that and especially about how newscasters essentially are going to be replaced yeah. by AI. You know, like, I mean, I'm thinking of like what you could use this stuff for. I mean, and the, for training purposes, it's fucking awesome. Again, if you're talking talked, about just like in yes. the training world, it's fucking badass like, to be like, here's this fake person. Right, exactly. You get, you're onboarding someone from customer service role, analyze, you know, 10,000 calls from the last couple of years and then have someone have the AI call and you try to talk the AI off the ledge, basically. Right. Sure. Or just, yeah, or be, be like, you're an employee and uh, I'm going to be practicing giving you feedback. Yeah. You know, difficult S- feedback on a performance review. Sales. Right. Like, yeah, I mean, exactly. Yeah. There's there's a lot of great applications Absolutely. in that regard for that sort of stuff. I mean, I imagine in the medical field, too, like trying to diagnose someone and you're like, you're able to have someone uh, presenting different, um, I don't know, sicknesses. Right. <laughs> Symptoms? Trouble with words. Symptoms. There we go. I got you. Um, <clears throat> there's, yeah, there's a lot of great uses in that regard that I think are very helpful that... Um, can make for a very enjoyable and a great learning experience. I mean, shit, even in just regular school, I mean, imagine what's possible for the sake of like practical application of things. Yeah. Um, 
giving people an opportunity to, I don't know, I just have conversations and I don't know. Like I, I could see a lot of really good, positive ways to do that. And the ent- entertainment industry, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. I, I saw a clip from someone who was playing uh, the new Prince of Persia game. Okay. It came out. And at one point, one of the uh, characters has an AI voice <clears throat> and it's very clear. And, and the person that was AI? playing it, someone stopped and they go, whoa, what the fuck? Why does that voice sound familiar? It's because it's a voice that's pretty general and it's it's so lifeless and dead. And this person's like, everything up to this point was really good. Yeah. And then you fucking did that. You took you took a shortcut with this AI voice. Right. And that's disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> it's so disappointing. Yeah. I, yeah. I just, I, I there, look, there are... Uh, uh, Unarguably, there is a lot of really good applications for getting AI to a, a to a point where it can be used for a lot of different fantastic practical applications. Like there's there's a there's a good argument to be made for training AI up so it's so it's good enough to be used in all these applications. I I cannot fathom an argument for this, and I I appreciate the idea for. AI as as uh, you know a, a tool for writers or for filmmakers or for you know musicians or for Anybody. whatever. But at the same time, I feel like when once it slips into that realm, it becomes a very it becomes a tightrope because if you train it too well, does it start taking jobs? And I I'm just not for. I don't think. Let me put it this way. I don't think that there are certain jobs that I don't think. Um, have a need for automation. Name five. <laughs> Name five. <laughs> Writer. <laughs> I, director. Thumbs cinematographer. Up, Justin, thumbs up. Actor. What's that? Dentist. D- and dentist. There you go. <laughs> Wait, did, it, did the thumbs up do the thing on the? Yeah, I did a yeah. little bubble on your screen. It yeah. was like, hey. Um, <laughs> I heard a, a really good bit from. Uh, I gotta start. Comedian. I gotta start doing. I gotta stop. Stop counting with my finger because anytime I count with my with my thumb first, and I yeah. I pause on my first point, it always hits that. So I gotta start. I gotta start with other fingers. Um, are you familiar with the uh, comedian Stavros uh, Halkius? No. Um, he's been making the rounds quite a bit lately. Um, and he had a wonderful little bit on a podcast where he's talking about AI. He goes. I think we got AI backwards. He goes, instead of using AI to take care of all the mundane shit so we can go and be creative, AI gets to be creative while we still do the mundane jobs. AI gets to create (coughs) images, gets to do all the writing and everything like that while we're still fucking working in factories and there's still sweatshops and shit like that. It's like, why does AI get to go and be creative and we're stuck doing the bullshit jobs? Thank you. (laughs) That's a great... Stavros, yes, all the yeses to your point, sir. It's yes. Like, we were supposed to have all this free time so we could be creative, and now AI's getting to be creative. This is bullshit. <laughs> Why are we training it on George Garland? Yeah. Uh, yes. It's very, I, could not I was agree like, more. I was like, that's a, that's a, that's a real good bit, man. It's a real fair good bit. Point. I can't argue with you on that. Yes. It's fucking great. It's um, a fair fucking point. Yeah. I mean, listen, man. All the all the uh, creative tools I use now have AI built into them. Illustrator, Photoshop. Right. Fucking <clears throat> Premiere Pro, like they I mean, all have AI yeah. built in. I was messing around with the new p- potential design for a T-shirt, and guess what? AI was there to help me get some ideas. I could yeah. just 
boop, pop something in there. I'm like, Haha, this is super helpful for someone like me. But I'm like, how do you feel as an artist? You know what yeah. I mean? Like as a lawful good person, when I think about all the creative stuff I've seen, if people can catch up to them, kind of what we were going to talking about last week where you're like, hey, man, learn how to do it, you know, sort yeah. of situation. You know, I, I don't have a ton of just drawing skills and things like that, but I can have this program give me a pretty good start. Just be like, do this. It's like, boop, there you go. And it's all in vectors. So I can adjust it any way that I see fit. Yeah. Well, and so I'll say this too. There's not a, um, for me, there's not a, a hard, fast delineation of like, it's it's good. But there is a lot of gray area. And there's a lot of, while I while I have strong opinions on what should and what AI should and should not be used for, I think within within my opinions, there are questions or examples that can be raised that I think are valid. So when I say like, if you want it, learn how to do the fucking thing. I do think for you, looking at like I want to make a T-shirt design, it's not something that really makes sense for you to go out and hire an artist to do. Or take months and months and months or years for you to learn how to draw the thing, the one thing that you're trying to figure out how, like, so it makes sense in that one, the argument for that one application makes sense to me in the middle of my larger stance on the opposite side. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I do think there's a lot of gray area here. Like I I know innately, like what is a sport? I know what I feel about what should and should not be (laughs) used, AI should be used for. But there's a lot of there's a lot of good in, like tiny points that come up in that that I'm like okay that's a fair that's a fair argument and I'm willing what to have the sport? discussion. What is an esport and what AI should be used for? Those are the things that Justin just innately knows in his gut. That's it. Yeah, I would say for the average Joe like me who's like, hey man, I just want to make a dumb T-shirt for my podcast. <laughs> right. Thank you for doing that. You know, for allowing me to do this. For the people that look at this as an opportunity to be extremely commercially successful. <clears throat> That's where I'm like, that gets into like a gross area yeah. where people are like, I'm going to, I'm going to use this to my advantage by taking advantage of other people's creativity. That's the stuff I don't like Right, is um, how people are essentially being able or looking to profit off of things like that. I don't, because that's where I would feel cheap inside. If I was somehow able to have this AI generate like a bunch of cool images or shit like that, I'm just like, whatever. I'm like, I didn't fucking draw any of this. I just had this computer. I, I was able to type a thing in, and it's like, here you go. And I'm like, ta-da. Now, if people fucking loved it, Justin. That's got to mean something. If you they were I mean? into it? If they were like, they, it, it's this gotta mean speaks something. to me. You know? it's gotta, it, That has to mean something. <laughs> Calling back to last week. <laughs> it means something, man. Does it mean something to you, Doug? I know, man. I would just, I would feel pretty dead inside if that were the case. Because for me, like, it's one thing if I'm like using AI to create a, to help me tell a story that I want to tell. Yeah. But if it's one thing where I'm like, build me a dragon, it's like, cool, this is a dragon. I'm like, I'm selling dragon t shirts. Who wants the dog dragon t shirts? It's right. like, I didn't make this. I just was able Two to do it. Two for 35 on. bucks. You're welcome. Do, do it for 35. Dragons. You like fucking dragons. Did you draw this? Technically, yes. I. <laughs> I prompted it. And I put it in my version of Illustrator and I saved it, exported it as a PNG and put it on a fucking shirt of any color you want. It's right here. You want red? I got red. You want purple? Dragon on dragon. Red. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Why not? 
Yeah, I guess. It, uh, so I guess we'll see what cool. happens from here. Yeah. I'm curious to catch the next Dudesy podcast to see uh, if they wonder, they probably won't talk about this at all. Um, I wonder if they I'll take a curious. break from the podcast for a while while this all gets sorted out. Like, well, it's so funny because like their most recent episode was uh, Will Sasso uh, being Hulk Hogan in 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 uh, basically dressed up in full Hulk Hogan to honor Hul- Hulkamania like 30 years ago or whatever Jesus. it was. Okay, so he did the whole episode in that where it's like you guys got sued. <laughs> If you go and check out the mo- like, dudesy, it's like Will Sasso dressed up as Hulk Hogan, which yeah. I'm like, that's that's got a good, uh, <laughs> which again, a good, a good look to it. Now, now is like, does it open it up for Hulk Hogan's estate or Hulk Hogan to be like, uh, you're doing a whole podcast as me? You're not allowed. Yeah, to. you know what? I'm not gonna lie. Where does it I go? Mean, where does it end? Is imitation? You know, something that people can get is Frank Caliendo about to get bent over a barrel. You know what like, I mean? Like, and this, these are the gray areas where I'm just like, because well, that takes really, talent, though. Right, it takes talent to imitate somebody. Absolutely, like that, in yes. a way where you're like, holy shit! And I think that's where a lot of people are like, whoa, 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 they nailed it. You know, and obviously, Will Sasso is not Hulk Hogan. You know, obviously, no. obviously, he's not Jesse Ventura. Right. You know, as he does this stuff, so. You know, I think there's love, love, like, A, it takes skill to it, to do an impersonation like that. Yeah. B, it's like, we obviously know this ain't Hulk Hogan, you know? Right. Whereas if you watch that AI, it's like, I don't know, man. Is this George Carlin? I don't know. Did they resurrect him? What can AI do? I don't know, I don't know man. It's bizarre. I don't know. It's bizarre, bro. And we even talked about porn, but that's a, you know, something for another time. That is you know a I mean? very, you want to talk about a slippery or a sticky slope. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's, uh, you know, I can't find the thing I was looking for. God damn it. I'm I like, like, I do know, Doug. I was like, where, where is it? I can't find it. Oh, it's man. It's not there. Uh-oh. What are you doing, step bro? Found it. <laughs> Worth the wait. Worth the wait. Worth the wait. All right. Now it's time, because that was a seamless transition. Um... We're doing something new for this segment. We're doing a fun little game. And I'm so excited because uh, this this one's all for Justin, baby. So we're going to be playing a game called Job Interview. And the way this works is that Justin is interviewing for a job at my company. Justin does not know what this job is. But by me asking him questions as the job interviewer, hopefully he'll start to figure out what this job is. And hopefully by the end of it, I'll be offering him this job and he'll be like, I'm accepting the job to blank and we will have gotten him there. Now, I've warned Justin that this isn't just going to be lifeguard or plumber that of the several jobs that I have for future this this segment now and future segments, they're kind of weird. So... This is going to be very interesting. So we'll see if I can help lead Justin to the promised land and get him a new job. Justin, are you ready to get your new job? I was born ready. I have been out of work for too long, sir, and I need this job. Awesome. All right. So here we go. Justin's job is elf interpreter. Hey, thanks so much for meeting with me today. Your name's Justin. Is that correct? Uh, Yes, Justin Griswold. 
Justin Griswold. Wow, it's 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 a pleasure to finally get to meet you. Um, you know, I've, you know, we've exchanged some emails and stuff. And thank you for making the time to meet with me. You know, this is I think this is great. I'm excited. I hope you're excited. I I'm very excited. This has been a a dream of mine to to work for the company for a long time. So I'm 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 very excited for this opportunity. Thank you. Well, that's awesome. I I've had time to uh, go over your resume, and uh, you know, this is obviously uh, hiring manager. Got excited about your uh, your resume when they saw it, and I was like, "All right, we're gonna we're gonna give this a shot." So my my first question, kind of general here, given the current geopolitical landscape, I just have to say, again, I was thrilled to come across your resume for this current role. What's the best way for you to keep up with politics? Oh, that's a great question. I mean, there's so many avenues now uh, for for people to choose. You know, kind of like. However, whatever speaks uh, best to them. For me personally, uh, I I like the tried and true method of uh, of X, formerly Twitter. I think, okay. uh, yeah, I think uh, you know, as as toxic of a place as it can be, I think that there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of very opinionated people who are who are there's no shortage of them reporting the news from every corner of the globe. It's so interconnected. And you can you really you've got to try, but you can cut through you can cut through a lot of the noise, and you can really find some interesting uh, interesting takes on world politics. Honestly, I I I, th- I couldn't agree more. Like with what you're going to be doing, and with the varied opinions that are going to be existing there, I think that's probably the best way to go about it. So I think that's excellent. I think it's a great way to go about it. So starting broadly here, given the clientele you'll be working with. I'd like to get your perspective on how you work through difficult situations with a client. Uh, just difficult situations in general or... Yeah, give me an example of a time you've been working with a client. Maybe you didn't see eye to eye with them and you had to work through that situation. What was what, what is it? What tactics did you... How did you approach it? Uh, God, another really good question. Um, so there was... There was, uh, <clears throat> there was one time... <laughs> There was one time where uh, we had a client who their expectations were just through the roof for a particular project that uh, that I had been assigned to for them. And it did seem that no matter what was delivered, uh, it, they just weren't happy. It was just one thing after another. And we tried and tried and we said, okay, we're going to rescope this project and we're going to, what what is it again? What are your KPIs that you're looking to hit as we move forward? And, you know, they they gave them to us. And uh, we, we retooled and we represented and they said, again, not right. And they just, no matter what we presented. So I sat down and I said, if you were going to present this to me, what would your ideal presentation look like? And about a week later, they presented something to me that uh, I said, hey, surprise, uh, you just solved your own problem. <laughs> <laughs> I love this approach because yeah. you, you are like, hey, you don't like what I have to put together? I'm going to challenge you, and guess what? You're going to give me the answer that it's, you're going to like. It's empowerment is what it was. That's, I empowered that's them to solve their own problem. And the people you're working with are all, all about just you know that that level of stuff. So I, I, I'm excited for that. So one of the things that I really that really stood out to me in your resume is your love of languages. Mm, How many yes. languages do you speak, and what's your process for tackling a new one? Uh, I speak 14 languages. 14. Four, wow. 14. Yes. 14 languages. That's fantastic. Thank you. Um, it, my process for learning a new one. I'm in the. I'm currently yeah. learning my fifteenth. Um, uh, it's it's French. Um, it's very <laughs> difficult. But 
Uh, but I, the way that I'm notoriously difficult language, notoriously difficult language, and one that I definitely put off for the fifteenth, uh, for good reason. <laughs> I the way that I tackle them, that's an interesting question. Um, it it I, it it really language by language. This one I'm using flashcards, a lot of flashcards. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And right? it's just yeah. straight memorization. And you, and when I get one right, I allow myself uh, to have an M M&M. and M. M&Ms are my That's favorite the, candy. And so you, you got to reward yourself. Exactly. Right? And so if I, you know, if I get one right, M&M, get one wrong, no M&M. I like it. You yeah. know, reward. You got to reward yourself. Challenge for the reward. That's good. You got to work for it. It's the first time so I'm I, trying this approach. And it's so far it's, okay. uh, it's, it's trying new things. Yeah. I like it's it. It's Trebian. Mr. Grossman, I have to say, and I, I mean, I, I'm just going to be honest it's with you. Griswold, I'm sorry. I just, I I'm don't sorry. want to correct you. Uh, yeah. You're you're right, Griswold. You know, I, I just, uh, yeah, yeah. I was you remind me of a a, a Grossman, and uh, I, get, I actually get that a lot. I I okay, fair yeah. enough. My apologies, Mister Mister Griswold. I'll be honest with you. You have an impressive resume. Thank um, you. I appreciate that. Based on your past experience, what's the most difficult group you've interpreted for? The most difficult group that I've interpreted for probably the Southerners. Oh, oh, really? Tell me more about that. Yeah. Well, I mean, anything really, I mean, we're talking around like Southern uh, Mississippi, kind of like uh, right, right around, really, I mean, right around the Gulf. Anywhere around the Gulf is, is uh, it's, they're speaking their own language down there. And a lot of the time, you know, the thing is, it's not just about, it's not just about getting through the language barrier and the, and the dialects. It's more about getting through um, just, just the socially, you know, you've got to, you've got to reach them as people and, and, and you got to meet them where they are and you got to, you got to, you got to make them feel heard and understood. And, uh, it can be challenging, but when you do, it's rewarding. It's very it's rewarding. So is so true and so important mm. in this role. Yes. Because one of the big challenges with this job is the fact that you're a human. How do you see yourself overcoming your human lineage and bridging the gap between species? That's a great another your 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 questions, I have to say, if I can just uh, wonderful line of questions. Uh, this is probably the most engaging interview I've been on in, in quite some time. So thank you wow. for these that questions. Means a lot. How do I bridge the gap uh, between my human lineage and the clients I'm working with? Um, you know, I like to start with if I know uh, who I'm going to be working with, I do a deep dive in Wikipedia, starting with Wikipedia, and I figure out a lot about them. Good I, place to start. I, I like because it, it it's a nice mix of a lot of details and no details at all. And I think that that is uh, it's helpful. When dealing with, um, you know, uh, a new, <laughs> a new uh, set of rules, you gotta you gotta really dive in and, fi- and figure figure out who you're dealing with. So I like to start I like to start with Wikipedia, and then really I just kind of dive in. I just I just I read the article about said group of uh, individuals, and then I'm like, let's go, let's just get into it, and let's let's figure it, let's see how it feels as we're communicating. You know, awesome. And I like I to use that. my empathy. I love that. Mm. I love that. So while we're still trying to decide which subgroup this role will ultimately be assigned to, I'd really like to get your thoughts on how King Thandril handled his alliance with the dwarves of the Lonely Mountain. Had you been there 
How do you think you would have improved relations with Thorin and his kid? Ah, gosh, you know. <clears throat> I think I would have tried to make them understand that they're more similar than they are different. There's, there's, you know, not only, not only are they father and son, uh, prince and king. I think, you know, they're, they both have a shared life experience. Having spent so much time underground, having spent so much time mining, I think that they, you know, they've seen a lot of the same things. They've had to defend their kingdom from a lot of the same threats. They have, you know, had to uh, weather the good times and the bad, and and they've they've had to put a lot of sweat equity into building their kingdom and providing for their people. And I think uh, I think by reminding them of that, I think I could have helped reforge their uh, relationship with each other. Very good, for Very sure. Good. Given the difficult relationship between elves and dwarves, mm. what is your approach to communication be between the two, and how do you intend to show your value to our clients? <clears throat> well, even though uh, we are from two different races, uh, you know, I, I do believe that... Uh, Again, there's a lot of shared experiences, you know? Interesting. There, Yes. Uh, <clears throat> for example, we all remember, uh, we all remember the dark period. Of course. Of course. You know, uh, and, and then that followed by the period of light and prosperity. Uh, Absolutely. We all, we all lived through that. And, and together, you know, uh, Without, without, uh, it's okay. You can speak freely here. Uh, are you sure? Yeah. Okay. This is confidential. Without, without the elves shouldering most of the burden, I think that, uh, a lot of people, uh, a lot of people on both sides wouldn't have made it. And I do appreciate, I think I would have reminded them that even though the elves shouldered the majority of, uh, the 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 outward burden, uh, you know, the inward support, and uh, you know, a lot of the uh, a lot of the raw materials that were used to get through those dark times came from uh, the dwarves. You're not wrong. I mean, the age of elves is a big thing. It you was know? huge. Like, it's yeah. a big deal. It was. It's kind of helped shape the world. Millennia. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Presumably. Absolutely. So, Mr. Griswold Grossman. Um, you're, oh, you're hyphenated. It's okay. That's I see it on your resume. Um, what do you think about this job? Huh? I uh, look <clears throat> again. I'm 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 very excited, and I really hope that I can be considered uh, for the role of uh, Elvin PR. Uh, uh, Elvin Elvin uh, Elvin PR director. You're very close. <laughs> It was Elf Interpreter. God damn it. <laughs> you were so close. You were so close. You were so close, man. You were in the ballpark. Woo! You were. I'm going to count that, dude. You, you. Hey, give yourself. <laughs> I, I mean, you did a hell of a job, man. That was excellent. That was I know, excellent. I a, uh... What, kids cheering? <laughs> no, I had like a, I had a, yeah, yeah. That's not it. Hold on. <laughs> 
<laughs> He's having a Doug moment right nope. now. Nope. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was so much fun putting those together mm. last night, all the questions. Man, because- what? I, I, okay, so this is the thing for anyone. I had no... as. Off the wall and entertaining or not entertaining as that sounded, I had no idea. Doug was like, come prepare a little bit uh, with a character. And I was like, I don't know what that means. So when I I got on today, I was like, okay, so I got a name for my character, which we abandoned very quickly. And then... I was like, I think he's he's a woodworker. And Doug's like, that's not what I meant at all. And I was like, cool, <laughs> abandoning that. I don't know what we're doing. That was fun. I enjoyed that. Yeah. So uh, I saw Elf Interpreter, and I immediately thought Lord of the Rings. Oh, of course. So I was like, yeah. I'm going to make this Lord of the Rings themed. Like, Amazing, where, you yeah. Know, could be Christmas elves, could be anything. I'm like, we're going to go down Lord of the Rings. And I was amazed at how well, like, you were just, even off the cuff, I'm like, this fits. This fits really well. <laughs> Well, I was, I was really, cause I, I mean, not more than a year ago, I, I was the first time that I watched, uh, I went back through and I rewatched all the, uh, director's nice. cuts because you, me and Drew, but I was not giving, I was not being serious about that at all. I think I was, yeah. we were cracking jokes all throughout. So yeah. I watched the first three Lord of the Rings director's cuts and then I went and watched the Hobbit. So I, oh, fantastic. I was like, as soon as you said, I'm like, wait. I remember scenes from this. Hold on. They went down. There was a secret shaft. I think there was. Yeah. Hold on. What, was it or what were they after? I don't remember. So I was like, I knew I was taking a risk. I was like, I don't know how recent. It's been a while since Justin's seen this, yeah, yeah. but he could probably uh, he could mm. probably make it happen. You did fantastic, man. Well done. Thank you. Well that done. was fun. That was a good. That time. was very fun. So excellent. If you like that, let us know what you think, because uh, we're doing more and we have other things in store for uh, for these segments. Yeah. But. All right, let's wrap this up. Justin, what do you got to recommend this week? I'm going to recommend Killers of the Flower Moon, but with a caveat. So the Scorsese uh, film that is uh, on Apple TV Plus right now. uh, Or sorry, it's on... Is it on Apple TV Plus? I think it is. Anyway. um, No, it is for sure. I... We've discussed before on this show if I, I am not a fan of movies that are over three hours. I'm not a fan of movies that are over... I think you should be able to tell your story in two hours. If you need two and a half, okay, I'll give that to you. The minute that you stretch into the three, and this one is just over three and a half hours, Oof. I'm sorry. You are if you're if you need that much time to tell me about these characters, then you need to do a limited series. You need to do six episodes at an hour apiece, mm. and you need to give me you need to really dive in and give me something on these people because this three and a half hour movie bullshit. Not a fan of it. So I would say Killers of the Flower Moon, and I think it's absolutely fine to break it up into episodic chunks. Sure. So just just know it's a fantastic, it's a gorgeous movie. It's a wonderful, like it's it's a story that needed to be told. It is wonderfully acted. Uh, Lily Gladstone's fucking amazing. I hope she wins. It was a beautifully shot. Top to bottom, wonderful. But fuck you, Scorsese, for doing three and a half hours. It's a limited series or tell it shorter. One of the two. Bam. Bam. Doug, what do you got? Uh, Rick and Morty season seven. Uh, just watched it on HBO Max. I'm sorry, Max. And uh, it was uh, it was great. Fantastic. I always like, I never follow up when that stuff comes. And it's like, oh, wait, new season's on. I'm like, oh, yeah, fuck yeah. And I watch it and I immediately go back and rewatch the whole series yeah. all over again. I start season one because it always gets me tickled. They do such a good job. There's, that show is so creative to me. It tickles all of my fancies. I so with it. Justin Roiland out, it was not, you didn't feel like it missed, Honestly, missed a beat at all? It was kind of like the George Carlin AI. I could tell something was different. Okay. But the comedy was still on. The delivery was good. And... Okay. 
like after like the first episode, I just rolled with it. So Groovy. okay, it was love it. Still funny, and I'm amazed that that show has like through lines from all their seasons. Yeah, where I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, they're telling this. I remember this. Yeah, it's fucking great. So yeah. check it out. I think it's funny. Uh, gang, thanks so much for hanging out with us. We appreciate you as always. Uh, please check the links in the description for links to our Discord, our Patreon, and our merch at Redbubble. Follow us on all our social medias at MindGapPodcast. And check us uh, check me out on Fridays for the video game live stream right here, youtube.com slash MindGapPodcast. Check Justin out online as well. Uh, on Instagram, it's Justin at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it. And while you're in the online realm, any platform where you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us. So go ahead and rate and review, subscribe, share all the things we ask every week. The big one is sharing. Let people know that we exist. And uh, TweetStaith.com, TweetStaith on all social media, LoveAndImprovFilm.com, and LoveAndImprovFilm on Instagram. Woo! Woo! All right. With that, I'll say, uh, Justin, thank you. Douglas, thank you. To our listeners and viewers, thank you, and you all have a dandy fucking week.